Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And you aren't fooling anyone, Taco Bell. How can you be sold out of an item that uses the same fucking ingredients as everything else on the menu? Yeah. Yeah, it's... we're talking about the Mexican pizza, people. Yeah, there's no fucking... You're not sold out. You don't want to make anymore. Yeah. like I... a difference. What is it you would be sold out of? It's literally the same five ingredients you put on everything. Uh, interest in making them. Are you saying that you don't have tacos? Are you saying you don't have burritos? The only thing I think of is if they're out of the hard taco tostadas. But don't they sell those? Right, but if they they could also be sold out of the tostadas. But nobody knows because no one's ordering nobody them. Nobody orders those. Yeah, mm. I, I, like one I person mean, I know orders them. Worst case, wouldn't you just take a fucking hard shell taco and just break it in half and just pretend that's where you cut it yeah it makes I sense. Mean, that's even more <laughs> genius than what i was thinking i was just thinking like just be like do you want the mexican pizza because this is how we have to make it that would require creativity and it's like people are gonna be like it's the same fucking thing yeah sure why not yeah. or better yet here's what they can do they can make halvesies mexican pizzas oh yeah and so it'd just be like tacos sideways yeah and then they'll put the <laughs> This is a sideways taco. <laughs> It'll be the beans inside the shell, mm-hmm. and then the meat, and then sauce, and then sauce on top of the side of the taco, yeah, yeah. and then cheese on top of that. Okay. And of course, I don't get the tomatoes because fuck that. Yeah, I know. Although we still get tomatoes almost every time, even when you say no tomatoes. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you gotta try. Yeah. You miss 100% of the tomatoes you don't say you want. What? You. <laughs> I think it's backwards. <laughs> you get 100% of the tomatoes you don't say you want. You don't say you don't want. You don't say you don't want. There we go. <laughs> Got it. Was that Michael Scott? Nailed it. <laughs> no, that's me. Oh, okay. Quoting Michael Scott. Quoting no, Wayne because Gretzky. it's that's a hockey. I know. Quote. I'm not. This is a tomato quote. I'm not. I didn't know it was. I'm allowed. quoting about tomatoes. I see. You know what they also used to have on t- the Mexican pizzas that made them even better? What they don't do it anymore because they're oh cowards. Chives or yeah, green onions, green onions, whatever you want to call. They don't them. have that anymore. No, not really. Huh. They stopped doing that a while back. That's dumb. Yeah. That was one of the best parts. You know they're just trying to make this like a the nacho fries, right? It's yeah. like. Oh, we ran out. Like, no, yeah. you just, no, you didn't. like, are going to just... wait about a month and then you're going to sell them again. Yeah. It's true. Blind demand. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, just, like, just tell it like it is. Yeah. Just be like, oh, just, we don't have that right now. Just be honest with us. Yeah. Just be like. We're not selling that right now. We're trying to deprive you for a while. So and then you'll want it more, more when it comes back. Exactly. That's all we're trying to do. Yeah. Just, just be they, honest. They just need to be honest just be and honest it would be okay. Us. It's still annoying, but it would be... Be honest or make my side taco pizza. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. One or the other. Side taco pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good options. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well, before we start our episode, unless you count the Mexican pizza talk as part of our episode. I feel like it is. Okay, so yeah. we started our episode. <laughs> so the second part of our episode, mm-hmm. we had a contest last week. We did. We uh, were giving away three digital copies of what we call Step Marvel movies. Yes. So we had Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Morbius. Yes. It's Morbin time. Yeah. 
Yes. So we got a, a good amount of people. I think we had like 13-ish people mm-hmm. send in their, their their entry for yeah. the, the contest. We did a random thingy, which I, I never knew you could do. I was like, I'm going to Google this is a thing. Yeah. You could just Google random name picker. Yeah. And then it'll just give you like a, a website that just has like a wheel, like a wheel of fortune type thing. Yeah, I'll be honest. What you found was a lot easier than... I was planning on doing like a list in Excel and random uh, I knew generator. You were. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I just had a feeling she's going to do some Excel thing. Yeah. Because I think you can randomize Because you Excel. can do random numbers in Excel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your way was more fun. Yeah. Because you got to record it. Yeah, we recorded it. We'll have video up on social media. But we also have the winners here and we're going to going to announce them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said winners because we actually have a surprise second winner. Yes. But only for one movie. Yeah. No Way Home. Yeah. It's but, the runner up. Yeah. Runner up. We were so excited about how many people entered. We got a code for just No Way Home. So the winner for all three movies is on Twitter, Steph Haynes. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. I hope you know that it's Morbin time. <laughs> Along with a couple other times. Yeah. Is it Carnage time and then... Spider time? Uh. (laughs) Multiverse time? Maybe. Yeah. Spider time. Webbing time? Webbing time. It's webbing time. (laughs) So congratulations. Yes. We will contact you email. We'll have the social media thing and we'll get you that code. Yes. Thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. Yeah. And I'm sure they were very grateful to be playing since they just won. (laughs) Yeah. And then our second winner for Just No Way Home, digital copy, uh, Morelli P on Twitter. Yep. Congrats again. Congrats. It's just webbing time for you. Yeah, it's but, just webbing time. Yeah, but you still won something. It's, it's like imagine time too, because Doctor Strange. That's fair, yeah. There might be other times, but I don't know if that's yeah. spoilery, so we'll oh, just yeah. <laughs> we'll wait yeah. until they see it, and then we'll be like, it's such and such time as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll send them a post email. In a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. To follow up. The follow up so, with a, with a new like time. Yeah. <laughs> what did you rate it? All right. Congratulations, both of you. Yes. Thank you, everybody else who has entered. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for contributing, following, listening to the podcast, what have you. We really appreciate all of the people. Absolutely. So now on to part three of our podcast. We need a number every part? I mean, we establish numbers <laughs> at this point. I don't think we need to do numbers for I, the whole thing. It probably shouldn't. We okay. have so much gaming. <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm still trying to mentally tackle how we're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into our new releases. We have a few things we all were excited about this week. So let's get into that. Uh, for me... I think we've seen this. It's kind of old, but it's coming to Netflix. Won't You Be My Neighbor? It's a documentary about Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. the old PBS children's, children's show. show person, L, who... Who wanted to be everyone's neighbor. Yeah, he was... Yeah. Well, he was everyone's neighbor. That's fair. <laughs> he wanted everybody else to be his neighbor. Oh, right. But he was automatically... He was all... He was by default a neighbor. Okay, It's just it. whether you wanted to be his neighbor. I didn't know that worked... Uh... One, one directionally or... Well, I mean, he... He, he found made, a way. He made it a thing. Okay. Yeah, I think we might have seen this, but if we did, it was good. I mean, I know we watched <laughs> one a few years ago. I just yeah. don't know if it's this exact one. So I'm yeah. going to start watching this. Uh, this comes out on the 16th. I'm going to check this out just in case it isn't the same one. Mm-hmm. But like, the one we did watch really gave me the fucking feels. Yeah. 
definitely. And I didn't even have like a passion for Mr. Rogers back that in the was, day. I think I really, I really enjoyed Mr. Rogers. It was one of the few things I could watch. Were, so. were you his neighbor though? Did you decide to be his neighbor? I, if I had a chance, if I had the choice, I would have been. So you, you weren't really his neighbor? I don't know. I don't know if you can like watch his show if you're not his neighbor. Well, I did, so I must have been his neighbor then. Okay. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just a fraud. I see. And speaking of frauds, mm-hmm. the next thing on my list is a movie called Spiderhead, also on Netflix, coming okay. on the 17th. Okay. It's a fraud because it's not the full Spider-Man, it's just the head. <laughs> just the head. <laughs> Except it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't know. We haven't watched it yet. I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with that. Well, we'll find out. I think out. it's about like escaping from some jail. Or prison. We'll find out. Because it's called like Spider. It used to, it, the original working name was like Escape from Spiderhead. So that doesn't change anything for you, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, so a spider was involved. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Yeah, right. I'm interested in that one too, for okay. sure. Um, I didn't find a whole lot coming up for me, but I did see God's Favorite Idiot. This is coming out on Netflix on June 15th also. And it's basically, uh, it's got Melissa McCarthy and her husband, whose name I've forgotten, but it looks hilarious. Um, it kind of felt like it was just going to be like, what's that movie? Mm, Evan, Evan Almighty. Almighty? No, it's the other one, right? Is it Evan Almighty? There was a spinoff with Steve Carell. Okay, I'm right? thinking of the Jim Carrey one. That's Evan Almighty, isn't it? No. What's... The, the Steve Carell one is Evan Almighty. Oh, I don't know what the other one's called, but that's the <laughs> one I know of. I don't think I've seen the Steve Carell one. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. <laughs> it's just a different name. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Bruce Almighty. I, okay. I feel like it. So basically, it's this the the premise from what the, from what I understand in the trailer is he is given he's chosen by God to be mm-hmm. I don't know a messenger or a helper or something. So he ends up interacting with an angel and then like he's like I'm like the least useful person. It's just it's gonna be a silly comedy. So I thought it'd be worth checking out. They're usually hilarious together. I mean, aren't they married? Yes. And as usual, they're playing some people who are not married. Just imagine what their pillow talk is like. Yeah. How funny would that be? I can't even. You could just be in the corner watching them be funny while they're fucking. Yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But good for them. (laughs) We do also have a pretty big situation coming to theaters here soon on June 17th. Uh, Jersey Shore's coming to... The no, theaters? not that situation. It's a little bigger than that. Oh. Uh, Pixar's Lightyear. So that's cool. Yeah, and also surprising that it's not on Disney Plus because it felt like the last few years everything's been hitting Disney Plus from Pixar. Yeah, I kind of thought it was going to be a while back, but then I haven't seen that maybe listed the, on maybe any they, of their. They shifted their, their plans at some point after people were unhappy that they were putting Pixar on Disney Plus. By people, I mean Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> not us. Not us. We would definitely not be unhappy about it. <laughs> yes. Correct. And then, of course, notable mentions. I do need to bring this up because it's so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boys Season 3 is on Amazon Prime. I think there are four episodes in. And uh, it's so much fun right now. So mm-hmm. uh, you need to check that show out if you have not. Binge the shit out of the first two and then catch up. Yes. Stop being mustard. Uh, also, they've been renewed for season four already, mm-hmm. so we 
have more to come, I guess, in a few years. Mm-hmm. Although I don't really know why it was a question if they were going to be renewed. It just feels like, Probably just I guess I just assume there's a next season because it's such a popular and good yeah. show. I think it's just paperwork. Okay. They officially got the paper signed, so they're like, it's the thing, Yeah, I guess. I can't wait to see what this paperwork would be that they had to get signed. It just says, we will make another season. Maybe. And then they somebody signs it. I imagine it's a contract of how much the actors get paid. Is it the boys who sign it? Like, who signs it? That's a really good question. But I would assume the actors. <laughs> yeah, the boys. Yeah. There's more than boys, though. But collectively, they are the boys. Okay, got it. My mistake. It's like you haven't been watching the show. Yeah. All right, let's move on into our good, bad, and ugly. Our new segment we kind of started last week, mm-hmm. I, just out of nowhere. I think it worked pretty well. It did. I think uh, I think it was a good episode. Yeah. All because of that segment. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. So here we are. My good Joker Two has been officially confirmed by writer and director Todd Phillips with the title Joker, fully adieu. I think I said that right. Yeah, pretty close. I would like to challenge you to fully adieu. <laughs> so, fun fact about that. It's uh, fully adieu is actually, it means a delusion or mental illness shared by two people in close association. Interesting. So that gives us some good clues about what it could be about. Yeah, okay. Well, we have a little bit more. There's rumors that Lady Gaga is in talks to join as Harley Quinn in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are saying it's being talked about as a musical. Now, okay, so that would fall in line with the, the definition. Mm-hmm. Two people, right? We all know yes. Harley Quinn goes pretty much with Joker as far as... And she's a little crazy. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and Lady Gaga would be great for that. Yeah, so... Here's the thing. I'm wondering if there's actual confirmation if someone actually related to the project has said it's aimed to be a musical mm-hmm. or if it's more of a thing that people are assuming it's a musical because it's Lady Gaga and she's a musician. Yeah, so it could be that, but also it could be the fact that wasn't he in um was Walk, it Walk the Line? We're talking about Walking Phoenix? Yeah, Walking yes, Phoenix he was, was in Walk the Line, so he's been in but was he doing the music ish. or did they just kind of lift that whole thing? I don't know, but I assumed he did the music. Either way, I feel like it would be more likely not truly a musical, but like when you're having, like when they're going through these episodes, like you see that in some things where okay. like, yeah. like Bob's Burgers, they go off into like, an Im- they're imagining a situation and then there's the song and dance involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that makes more sense. Not a full musical. A full musical would be really weird. Yeah, to well, okay, so... Whether it's deemed a musical or not, we're probably gonna get a scene of something like that. Yeah, that makes that would make sense because mm-hmm. obviously, if you have Lady Gaga, you could benefit with something like that. But we have seen her. I think the last thing we saw her in was uh, House of Gucci. Mm-hmm. She did not sing in that. That's correct. And she did great. She really did. So I don't think it's a correlation there that if she's in something that it's going to be tied to music. No, yeah, I don't think. If that rumor started because of the rumor that she was going to be in it, that's a dumb rumor. <laughs> but we have seen things like that where they've had like, was it the first Suicide Squad? Did they have a weird musical thing with Harley Quinn? Uh, or was it just the weird fucking... 
the the newer Stuff Suicide Squad. Well, one had that like wasn't a musical, situation. but it was very like yeah, yeah. And that was a representation of her like delusion, delusions yes. and stuff. And yeah. like so, like yeah, they could they could kind of spin off that and do mm-hmm. something where she maybe sings too. But yeah, I don't know. I I hope that it's not a full musical because I don't want that. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch it either way, but I don't think that's where we're there. I I don't think that's where they're going. With and a hundred percent, if they make it a musical, then you know they're making a Broadway play of it. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's what's something interesting about like those actors could even be in Broadway plays. So I feel like I think Joaquin Phoenix has potentially been in Broadway before. Maybe making that up, but it sounds like something he would have done. Hmm. They'll still be a second to Marvel. Being in Broadway, though. Yeah. The good old Spider-Man Broadway. Yeah. That didn't last long. Yeah. But they still beat them to it. That's true. That's just science. (laughs) Science. (laughs) And speaking of Spider-Man. Yeah. It's good, because we kind of have this whole time. (laughs) Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be coming back to theaters on September 2nd with the more fun stuff version. And this is going to be my bad. Really? Surprisingly. Not okay. my good, because I already have my good. Okay. That was Joker 2. Yeah. I turned heel. Yeah. I'm all about DC. I hate Marvel now. Oh, yeah? Just that's, now? That's my thing. Okay. Uh, no, I'm I'm not too thrilled with this, because, like, um, not that I don't care to see the stuff, but, like, there were rumors that they took stuff out of the bonus features for the physical release mm-hmm. of No Way Home. Okay. And now we're seeing this. And, like, I know we've seen Endgame had, like, an extended version. I think the second Spider-Man movie had an extended version, which they had, like, what, a a few minutes of extra unnecessary stuff. Yeah. So I can't help but wonder if it's more... I mean, obviously, it's a business. Like, Disney's Mm -hmm. a business, right? The the whole idea is they want to make money. But, like, I guess my concern is this is going to be the standard now. It's just a release. We're gonna just see multiple releases just so they could throw in a couple more minutes and yeah. stuff that like they could easily just throw in the bonus, you know. Yeah, that's footage. the stuff you're supposed to get with the disc or the whatever the fuck way you buy it. Like it's mm-hmm. supposed to be special features on the DVD or on the Blu-ray or whatever. Like yeah. it's not supposed to be something you release back to theaters. That's weird. Yeah. And of course, like what else do they get out of this other than just getting you back in theater to see that extra footage? They're getting another ticket sale for the same movie. Yeah. You know. Does it count for the same movie? Uh, I believe it does. Oh, okay. Well, that's dumb. I don't that's... know if there's any, like, technicalities so where it's a uh... different movie because there's different, like, a couple minutes so more. So they're taking a card out of James Cameron's book? Well, okay, but that's the thing. is like, page. I mean, Avatar, they own that too now, right? Because they mm. bought Fox, who yeah. was doing Avatar. So they have Avatar and all the Marvel movies that are all competing for most money grossed or whatever right Mm -hmm. so like that's another part of my concern is like so now that they are kind of dominating in that aspect are we gonna just see them bouncing between the fucking franchises like that trying to get people to you know the hardcore fans to go and get their movie to be the top one yeah you know that's true i hope not because that's dumb (laughs) you heard it here yeah that's dumb it's dumb not much else to say about it <laughs> so i don't like am i gonna see it probably but like of course we have like the unlimited thing so like it's not really like coming out of our pocket directly but yeah. it does kind of bother me for what it means i guess for the future of 
theaters <laughs> yeah. releases. And I guess maybe it's like in a, I, you could consider this maybe an attempt to counter the the lack of people going to the theaters now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just an idea. Any excuse to get people to go back. Yeah. And for my ugly, Deadpool 3 will not be Disney-fied, according to writers Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick. Uh, they said, we've always been told it can be R-rated and we're proceeding as if it is R. We would like it to be R. We have always, so I, I don't think that'll change. Good. There's no reason to change it. It works really well as is. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think the question is going to be how they're going to use Deadpool overall. Like, I I think maybe we'll get R movies, but, like, maybe they'll throw him into, like, cross events. But, like, at the same time, if they do that, then they're kind of also saying, hey, go see these R movies yeah. to the kids, right? Yeah, true. But it would be insane for them not to want to use Deadpool to interact with X-Men characters yeah. at some point. That's true. So by that logic, they're going to have to put Deadpool in a lower rated situation. Yeah. Didn't they do... Because they did that thing where they re-release, re-released the one with the Princess Bride. Yeah, that was a test. It, yeah. And well, I mean, it felt like that was what that was. Yeah. It was a test to see how the audience would take a non-violent looking non-R-rated Deadpool. Yeah. And it worked well. I yeah. think it worked fine. Yeah. They obviously used, like, a different approach to telling that story by, like, you know, it made it, felt, it made it feel different by having somebody telling it rather than you just seeing the same movie again. True, true. Um, and so this is my ugly because things are going to get ugly if yeah. this movie ends up being Disneyfied. Yeah. As they put it. The fans are going to be really unhappy about that, I think. All right. Um, so for my good, What We Do in the Shadows has been renewed for two more seasons on FX and Hulu. Um, that's right before we have a premiere of season four coming up July 12th. So it's all very exciting. I'm ex- I'm, I mean, you can't go wrong. That show is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited that they're already renewing it. Have you figured out what they do in the shadows exactly? Nope. Okay. It's a, ne- so a never-ending mystery. It's a long game yeah. for them. Yeah, definitely. They're not going to reveal that. No, no. It's up to, It's up for interpretation, like I think. season 37 or something. Yeah. They're going to be like, you idiots, we weren't doing anything in the shadows. We were just sitting there for 37 years. Probably. <laughs> You're so stupid. You're idiots. Um, okay. Uh, the bad. Okay, so there was... An article that talked about, um, so I guess Chris Evans had an interview with comicbook.com recently about Lightyear. And it actually was brought up um, whether he we would ever likely see him as Captain America again. And he didn't give a favorable answer, in my opinion. He said, I don't want to disappoint anybody, but it was such a good run and I'm so happy with it. It's so precious to me. I would have to be, it would have to be perfect. It would be scary to rattle something that is, again, so, so dear to me, and that role means so much to me, so to revisit it would be a tall order. So, that's bad because, like, I feel like, I mean, personally, I don't, I get it. It makes total sense. He probably shouldn't come back, but it's bad because it's just, like, really official sad news that we 
may not see him as Captain but America. But is it official? Well... I mean, yeah, of course, the guy who does the character is saying... Yeah. It would be hard to come back for, you know... It would take a lot for him to decide to come back. But, uh-huh. like, we've heard that a lot and other Disney actors. does have a lot of money. Well, also, this is literally <laughs> a Disney movie that he's yeah. sitting here promoting. Yeah. While being asked about another Disney movie that mm-hmm. he was a part of. Yeah, that's So, true. he's still a Disney actor to an extent, right? He's yeah. still a part of the company as far as, like, having projects with them. That's true. And we know that Marvel likes to lie. I mean, I would <laughs> be do. shocked if there wasn't at least conversations about what can we do five, ten years from now. True. Right? It doesn't have to be, like, next year. It doesn't yeah. have to be any team, any time relevant to what's happening in this current phase. That's true. Yeah. But, but it's just... To say there's not going to be a Disney Plus series at least at some point is probably not realistic. Okay. Well... I feel like. Yeah. I mean, they can easily throw him into, like, you know, in fact, I'm not even going to say they could. I'm saying they will. Okay? This is what they're going to do. You heard it here first. <laughs> what are they going to do? I'm so confident about him coming back okay. that they are going to use him the way that they used other characters in the the latest Spider-Man. And I'm oh, saying that vaguely okay. in case anyone hasn't watched it yet. I was like, what? I was like, oh, you're being vague. Got it. <laughs> They're going to do that. So okay. it's going to be an oh shit moment. And he's going to come back for like, I don't know, the last third of a movie. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, Secret Wars. Yeah. Where you bring in fucking characters from different timelines and this whole fucking war to the thing that they're setting up right now. I mean, all the incursion stuff they're setting up. I'm That's what I think would tie into the Secret Wars and him potentially coming back. Mm-hmm. Even Iron Man to an extent. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, he didn't say... You can't you can't say that they're not having these thoughts, that they're not even in the conversation yet, that they want these characters back for even just one fucking scene yeah. at some point. Yeah, that's true. They're so popular, they're going to want to do it. Especially if you have like an Ironheart. You're going to tell me they're not going to want some fucking cameo for uh, Tony Stark, even if he's not in a suit, Yeah. but just like on a hologram saying something or like there's gonna be something yeah i would drop the mic but we're still recording yeah yeah we don't want to drop that um what i would really like to see on that note would be chris evans and captain america meets Haley atwell captain carter yeah they just just fuck hard (laughs) and they just sit there and pillow talk i could do this all day (laughs) Yeah, that would be hella funny. Um, okay, so my ugly is really weird, um, but people have probably been hearing the news uh, about Amber Heard's role in Aquaman 2. Um, there were petitions to have her removed. We've heard that her role was cut down to 10 minutes, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole bunch of garbage. But there was original. There was a recent report um, on Just Jared that, like, news like hollywood gossip website oh i'm not sure what that is um we've seen a few things that reference them before oh, okay. um i guess it's just a, like kind of like a person who does like tmz type I mean, stuff is his name jared i'm assuming i don't know i haven't or is him. it just it, and jared is last name it could be I, I'm, I'm not, first name just 
<laughs> Second name, Jared. I'm not personally familiar with him, but um, it's like a Hollywood gossip website. But they said there was an article on that site that said that there was a source close to the project, blah, 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 that said that um, her I, part. I heard she poops in beds. Okay. A lot of people heard that. Um, that said that she was. They didn't just hear it. They ever heard it. Okay. Can I tell my story yet? <laughs> All right. The article okay. said that uh, she had been removed or uh, fired from uh, Aquaman 2, like, officially. Um, and so that, of course, got the gossip all fucking crazy again. And unfortunately, uh, it looks like, according to Variety, and now you go back to the original post and they have an update that says it has been uh, reported by a different person close to the project, blah, blah, blah. Mm. That she is not fired. Uh, someone so, closer to the closer, project. Closer, yeah. Closer than that they anonymous were standing close person. Like an inch closer. Yes. When they heard it. Yeah. So I say it's my ugly because like the gossip and rumor bullshit surrounding that whole situation is ugly as fuck. Yeah. So I would like to know the answer, but I don't feel like we're going to find out. Should they? In my opinion, absolutely. They mm -hmm. should replace her. I mean, he lost two big roles. Uh-huh. Just off of hearsay. Yeah. She's openly now been caught with mm -hmm. whatever and she hasn't been punished at all. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense on an equality level as far as the business side goes. But Right. Um, I think it makes it... I know that obviously they're not going to want to waste money on reshooting and, and recasting and all that stuff. It's going to delay it more. I get that. So I'm expecting her to be in this movie. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's just the 10 minutes or more, but like I'm assuming she'll be in the movie. Uh, I just hope that after this, they say bye. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. I say good day. Yeah, I do think it's kind of weird. Like, if her part really has been cut down to 10 minutes, like, there's, I don't see any reason why they couldn't reshoot that with another person. And that's another thing. If it really has been cut down to 10 minutes, then they could easily do that. Yeah. Like, we saw Army of the Dead, was it? The Netflix movie where... Mm -hmm. They had to recast somebody like halfway through shooting and then they just like that person, I believe, green screened the whole mm -hmm. part that she had. Yes. Yeah. And then they just kind of manipulated it into the movie. Yeah. It was a uh, Tig Notaro that and they did that I with. I don't feel like I saw moments where I was like, this is blatantly. Yeah. Exactly. Not a part of the rest of the, the crew. Right. Yeah. Plus, I mean, this is going to be a movie full of CGI. So yeah, it's so probably going to look like that either way. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that whole situation is ugly. That's 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 mine. I guess that takes us to the end of that segment for this yeah. week. Yeah. Our segment called, You Heard with Turd. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's You Turd with Herd. Oh, You Turd <laughs> with Herd. What was my other one? I had another one. I don't point. know. Okay. I'm sure it'll come to you. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, now some of our news, as though that wasn't news already. Mm. <laughs> Squid Games has been confirmed again for a season two. Why? I feel like it's been confirmed like four times now. They're like, no, we're really going to no, do like, it. Super serious <laughs> this time. 100% sure. <laughs> so it's going to be, I guess, just following the events of the the first season or do you think it'll be like a whole new honestly like like an anthology thing where it's like a whole different 
lead and what their story is going into it? Or do you think it'll be like continuation of the guy? Uh, so having not watched the first season, I really don't have enough information to answer that question. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't, I, I have no idea. Okay. And I don't, I'm not sure how serious this is. I did read something, but I wasn't sure if it was a joke or not. So I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, there was supposedly also a reality, reality competition where they are taking applicants. Okay. I saw Netflix. that too. And I was like, so, wait, what? I don't know if that's real wasn't, or if somebody's is making a spoof like, about this. Wasn't that show like, so this is another reason where it's like, I haven't seen this. So it doesn't really make sense to me because to me, that's like a, a post like dystopian situation. Yeah. So, yeah no, I, I read that and I was like, <laughs> I will not be applying for yeah, like, this one. Who would apply is for that? Is this some kind of let's, uh, lower the population type reality yeah. show because yeah it seems like <laughs> it could be i'm not sure that i am confident in this being just a game yeah exactly seems sketchy as what fun. are you really up to netflix yeah they're gonna film that they're in only gonna take the people who've canceled subscriptions yeah or that are sharing. They go, okay, <laughs> let's see if Frank has a Netflix. He got rid of it three months ago. All Frank, right. you are number 92. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get that if you watch the show. Yeah. But you obviously, obviously don't. Obviously, I But you know it was it. good. You know yeah. it was good because I yeah. said it. And... I was mainly entertained by your, like, air keyboard. Yeah, that's true. I... <laughs> At least everybody knows now that I was actually... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fake keyboard. Air typing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I, I really enjoyed that show. I know it was like a this phenomenon for everybody. Everybody shit their when pants it came about out. It for a while. Yeah. Um so I'm looking forward to more. Uh we are also getting some more Ghostbusters. We're getting a sequel to the movie that just came out, Afterlife, but it's gonna be codenamed Firehouse, and we'll be seeing the family return to New York. Makes sense. Yeah, it it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and as well, we're getting a Netflix animated series, which I assume will be based on the same characters. Maybe. Because it is the same writers hmm. as the afterlife. Hmm. Interesting. Good point. Yeah. I mean, one kind of half. Yeah. <laughs> and if ghosts aren't your thing, if you're more of a physical monster enthusiast... The Walking Dead is getting another show. Okay. Another one? Yeah. Jesus. It's called Tales of the Walking Dead. It's going to be an anthology series that follows new and returning characters in six standalone episodes starting August 14th. Okay. I feel like it kind of defeats the point if you have returning characters. Yeah. They should be all new If it's anthology, just make them new characters. Okay. So the only thing the I think this... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you say. I feel like say. maybe the reason they're saying returning characters as well is they're gonna have somebody we know come through, interact with this person, and then yeah, fuck off. Like poop on their and bed. And then the whole episode is about that person, not the one that we know. It's just like the, their interaction with them at some point in yeah. the, that character's history. Gotcha. Or it'll be a returning character of that was like a nobody in like sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. It's just gonna be like. Oh, yeah, that person lives there. Glenn is, like, asking for directions yeah. in episode two to yeah. some randos we've never yeah. seen before. Exactly. That could be it, And then too. that's going to lead to him, how he caught up with somebody in season four of The mm-hmm. Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, oh my god, so that's how he got back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I could see that. As lo- I don't think that... My suspicion is that each episode will not feature the primary character being a returning character. I think they'll be like a cameo, really. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I hope so. Because it just seems like it defeats the point. Like, yeah. But also, you know that the new characters they're just using as test market to see what characters people like so they can do another show with those characters. Yeah, right? that's true. That's very true. No, that's what they're doing. I can't believe this franchise has lasted this AMC long. AMC basically just depends on The Walking Dead yeah. to exist, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else they've got going, but it feels like it's just The Walking Pretty Dead. Pretty much just The Walking Dead these days. Is what were you going to say? Oh, it was, it was about the, uh, the testing the characters. Oh, for, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for caring that I get my <laughs> thought out there. You're welcome. All right. You're going to be really excited with this next set of news. Can't wait. Uh, so Justin Lin, the director who walked away from the Fast and Furious 10 movie, okay. who was involved with like all of the movies before. He probably walked away because they wouldn't call it Fast 10-year seatbelts. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he left over creative differences, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> Solely based over on the, the title. title. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he actually is going to be doing a live action One Punch Man movie now. Oh, okay. So this is an anime. Mm-hmm. It was a manga that turned into an anime. I've actually watched the first episode mm-hmm. randomly a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd check it out and then I forgot about it and I hadn't gone back to it. And then I heard this news and I was like, well, that's very convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically you're going to, it's going to blow your mind. The... Mm-hmm premise of this is he is a guy who can punch you once and kill you. What? <laughs> yeah. That's just mind-blowing. Yeah. So, it's a thing. And people have already been fan-casting Vin Diesel as this guy. Okay. He's a bald guy. Yeah, I'm looking at him. Okay. Yeah. And so people are already fan-casting him. And I'm Absolutely thinking... Absolutely not. There is no way he's going to be in this movie. Yeah. Given the fact that they left. Yes. The director left because of supposedly Vin Diesel. Okay, so hear me out. I have an immediate better option. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham. Uh, he, I feel like he's too, like, manly. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're just saying, are you saying that Vin Diesel's not manly? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But thinking about it, like this okay. character, like he, he doesn't kind of, look like he's really buff. That's he does. Fair. He looks very like he reminds me of slim. Doug. <laughs> yes, no nose Doug. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly who he is. It's if it's Doug if he got his nose cut off. Yeah, or like, like just sliced a little bit. Like in uh, where was that thing we watched where the guy lost his nose? Oh yeah, um, some movie we saw. Oh, it's gonna drive me crazy. Was it? Doug the movie? No. Oh, okay. He got his nose sliced off. Oh, it was in the, the Northman. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers for the Northman. I mean, it's not really. <laughs> it's not relevant to the plot. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I guess looking at this guy being very Doug-like, uh, Jason Statham is, is a little bit too manly. It's a really... Um, that was the, the Doug theme song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah okay. I hope that whenever he's about to do his one punch in the movie, That's that long. that theme just starts playing 
Yeah. Like it's slow motion. Yeah. And right when he's about to punch, it just goes. And then it waits till the theme's over and then it fucking just fast forwards and punches the shit out of them. Yeah. One time, of course. It's like the Highlander of punches. Yeah. There can only be one. Yeah. (laughs) So I think you might be interested just because of how far-fetched this is. Yeah. Okay. Also, I feel like... What was it? Alita Battle Angel? Uh-huh. I feel like, based off what I've seen in the one or two episodes, I feel like it it feels like it could be a very similar tone. Okay. And I could see it working. Okay. As long as they don't throw too many punches, I think that it they could keep this franchise lasting a while. Mm-hmm. Well, I have some news that is more exciting for me, personally. For you. Yeah, for me. But you might be excited, too. I think you probably are. Um, the Knives Out sequel has a name now called, uh, it's going to be called Glass Onion, which is a weird name. This is according to Ryan Johnson's Twitter. Um, and according to a press release, Glass Onion will see the return of Daniel Craig as the eccentric detective Benoit Blanc, who will travel to Greece to solve a new mystery. While in Greece, Blanc will also meet an entirely new cast, including Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Dave Bautista, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Jessica Henwick, and Madeline Klein. That's a lot of big names. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's a lot of big names. Yes. So two things here. One, 100%, I think, Mm -hmm. the glass onion is going to be some piece of jewelry that is stolen from like a museum or something. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be all the staff who work there or Mm -hmm. whatever are going to be the ones who are questioned by this... uh, guy benoit blanc yeah uh second mm-hmm. doesn't his name just remind you of cheese yes i just think of like nachos whenever i hear his name no i want nachos so thanks for that <laughs> i mean i too want nachos so <laughs> that's my secret i never don't want nachos yeah. <laughs> especially gas station nachos yeah yeah you use the last cheese of the <laughs> Of the machine. Yes. Which is, you know, I learned something that night. Hmm. Nacho cheese runs out in gas station uh, vending things. Yeah. Didn't know that. I learned that also. I thought it was just kind of endless. Because I didn't know that either. Even as it was happening. (laughs) I also learned never let your girlfriend get the nachos first. Oh, okay. At a gas station. Because you might not get nachos. I mean, I did share with you. Yeah, but at what cost? So it really worked out the same regardless of whether you got them first or me. Because if you got them first, I would have probably eaten some. Because I also wanted nachos. (laughs) This pretty sound argument you're making here. (laughs) Anyway, we're getting too far off track. All right. Well, I mean, what do you think? What do you you think the glass onion is going to be? Um, I... Um, I think that's a pretty solid guess that it's going to be like some kind of museum garbage. I'm just thinking it's not going to be like another rich person's mansion because like they already did that. Yeah. That's true. Um, I and feel like Greece. it could... I feel like Greece always involves a museum. Yeah. It just goes to a lot of old Red stuff Notice. There. Wasn't that like the, was that the, the Netflix movie with was that Greece? Dwayne Johnson and. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And Gal Gadot. Yeah. 
feel like they were in Greece. I feel like Greece was involved. Yeah. Yeah. Part yeah, of the movie. That's true. Um, yeah, I think that makes total sense. It'll be like a museum artifact, but I still also think it could be like some kind of fucking like rich person family mm-hmm. that has this like weird fucking statue that's like an onion <laughs> made of glass. Yeah. <laughs> I also kind of hope that it's like something that's not a glass or not glass or an onion. That's like there's some kind of like deeper meaning to it that we have no idea like, about. Like there's a bunch of layers to the crime. Yeah. That he can see through. Yes. Like glass. Yeah. Something like that. You're probably wondering, damn it, man, did you write this? <laughs> I always wonder that. I don't know if I can tell. <laughs> I'll let you know later. Okay. Well, speaking of knives. Yeah. The ones that are out. Yeah. Preferably stabbing. Using for murder. Stabbing knives. <laughs> uh, there is news on the new Scream movie, Scream 6. Mm-hmm. Nev Campbell apparently will not be back for the sequel. Uh, she said, As a woman, I have had to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to Scream. I felt the offer that was present that was presented to me did not equate to the value I have brought to the franchise. It's been a very difficult decision to move on. To all my Scream fans, I love you. You're always been you've always been so incredibly supportive to me. I'm forever grateful to you and to what this franchise has given me over the past twenty five years. Good for her. Isn't that a little contradicting though? What do you mean? Like I'm not saying she doesn't deserve more money. Yeah. I'm just saying to say uh the value I brought to the franchise, whatever, what they offered me didn't equate to the value I brought to the franchise, but then also say I am forever grateful to you and to what this franchise has given me over the past 25 years. Well, you can be grateful. Isn't that like saying like it's done so much for me? Isn't that like in a way saying that it's given me value? Yeah, but you can, they're not mutually exclusive. Like you can be grateful for the experiences you've had or what you've gained from something and still feel like I deserve a raise. Yeah, okay. I get that. Yeah. And I'm not saying she doesn't. I, yeah. I have no idea yeah. what she's been offered or yeah. how much she has been paid before. I mean, before. I'm sure it's hilariously high compared to anything that we make, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, I mean, I guess it's good to stand your ground. If yeah, you it's don't... probably like we could like live the rest of our lives without working. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no. She's like, that's not enough for five minutes of my time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, let's see, I think later in the article it says that she uh, announced that she was going to officially change her name... From Nev Campbell to Nev are going to be in Scream 6 Campbell. I don't think that's true. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to add that as her middle name. Was that on Just Jared? (laughs) I don't know. That's what I'm reading in the article. She's changing her name to Nev are going to be in this Scream 6 movie Campbell. Got it. Yeah, it's a pretty long middle name. I mean... That's a Hollywood name, though. I'm surprised she was that able is to a Hollywood fit it name. on the form. <laughs> She's got small writing. Oh, okay. Hopefully smaller than those paychecks she's apparently getting. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> How crazy would it be, though? Just hear me out. Hmm. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. What if this is all a ploy mm-hmm. and she's going to be in the movie? Mm-hmm. Wait for it. As the killer. 
She's oh. so fucked up in the head from all of these experiences that she becomes the fucking killer. Yeah, and this is all just like to prove that she's not gonna be in the movie. To like throw or like off the scent. somebody who was a killer's long lost half brothers, cousins, nephew, nephews, dog, friends, dogs, <laughs> brother, something, something, uh-huh. something to a person, uh-huh. uh huh, kidnaps her. Mm-hmm. And brainwashes her to become the killer. To become the killer. Okay. In fact, you could do the whole meta storyline that they like to do with their movies mm-hmm. by having it about her not being in the movie. Yeah. And it could be they kidnap they kidnap Nev Campbell and they brainwash her into being Sydney Prescott or whatever the fuck her name is. Is that her or is and that Courtney Cox? On top of that, they could brainwash her to be the character. Who goes so crazy that she thinks she's the killer. And then she goes and kills people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That sounds pretty complicated. I think it sounds dope. Okay. Dope. I don't think I've ever heard you use that. <laughs> I've never used it. <laughs> it was your first time? But it felt important. Congrats. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I even said dopamine before. <laughs> you have now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the sequel coming out for the Into the Mm Spider-Verse. That was a big hit back in the day. Yes. Starring Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. Turns out the villain announced for this movie will be The Spot. Okay. Which is a real deep cut character for the uh, Spider-Man universe. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if Miles Morales has even fought him before. I mean, I'm not familiar with all the comics and stuff, so yeah, maybe he has. But it's a character that made his debut in 1985 in issue 98. So basically, he can control these black spots that are like basically portals in and out of like so like polka dot man. Like, yeah, I guess. But like he was his, he didn't really like. No, they were like bombs. he couldn't go in and yeah, he couldn't You're go right. in and out it's of. It's like them. polka dot man crossed with America Chavez. There you go. Okay. Only they're all black. They don't have any color to them. Oh, okay. Got it. They don't have that kind of pride, I guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's like Portal. The, the game Portal. Yes. Like the way that those mm-hmm. portals work. Okay. Have I said like Portal how, enough? Like how portals work. Yeah. yeah. Just in general. <laughs> That's how I said Portal The concept enough. of portals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if he has like a spot on his... You know, his costume? Like, you can, like, reach through him? No. Oh, okay. He can just disperse them. Oh, okay. And so, like, he could throw one at Spider-Man when Spider-Man's gonna punch at him. And then he can open up another one elsewhere. And then his fist goes out that one instead of... So it's like a sling ring situation. Yes. That's better. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. (laughs) It's Sony's equivalent to the sling ring. Okay. Got it. Anyways, yeah. for anybody who would like to check out, uh, there is the 90s Spider-Man cartoon on Disney+. Plus, uh, Season 3, episode 12, it's called Sins of the Fathers, chapter 12, The Spot. How did you ever find it? <laughs> and uh, they give you kind of like a summary of that character, at least how they had him back then. Mm-hmm. Give you an idea if, you, if anyone is interested in the character. Yeah. Go check that out. I'm sure they'll probably change them up for the movie. 
And also, I think the voice actor is somebody that you like. Oh, yeah? Jason Schwartzman. Oh, okay. I know he's, like, always in things, so. Yes. He is the voice actor for the character. Nice. I mean, I, I think that we should expect more villains and stuff, too, but he's supposedly the primary for this movie. Which would make sense, because he has those portal things that he could use. Mm-hmm. Like in Traveling the Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be inter- it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do with that character's humor, because I don't think I've ever seen Jason Schwartzman in anything where he doesn't have this like ridiculous dry humor. So I kind of hope they do that with the character, even though he's a villain. It okay. Could, could I mean, fun. yeah, I mean, why can't villains have humor? I mean, they can, obviously. Yeah. I mean, look at... Uh, they typically don't. Look at Will Ferrell in Zoolander. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was quite a hoot of a villain. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Our next story, I think, will be very interesting for Marvel fans. Yeah. So there's rumors of a Thunderbolts film in the works. And not only that, but Deadline ha- has an article out saying that Jake... Schreier is set to direct the Thunderbolts movie. Oh, okay. uh, With Black Widow scribe Eric Pearson petting the script and Kevin Feige producing, of course. I mean, of course, there'd be more than just him producing. But But he's a a shoe-in. So, I mean, I don't know how official this is. It could just be somebody being like, yeah, I heard something from somebody close to the project. (laughs) Yeah. But it does fall in line with what we've kind of seen being built with a lot of these Disney Plus shows and some of these movies, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen, I guess, spoilers for Shang-Chi. We've seen Wong from Doctor Strange with Abomination. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be doing some kind of a thing with him as far as yeah. training, it feels like. Yeah. So what's going on there? could be that they're using abomination for some kind of uh rehabilitation mission stuff i don't know i feel like he could be like working off part of his sentence or some garbage that's what i'm thinking yeah Yeah. and you know we have uh baron zemo we have him and u.s agent and we have u.s agent Mm -hmm. formerly captain america Mm -hmm. for a couple days yeah i'm not gonna call him that (laughs) (laughs) and then of course we have Black Widow, right? The mm-hmm. the the new Black Widow, Yelena. Yelena. Yeah. It's like they've been picking these characters, and like they're slowly setting up this roster. It feels like for something, but they haven't really said what. Thunderbolts would make a lot of fucking sense. Mm-hmm. It could also be something else. It could be like Dark Avengers or something. I don't know. They could use whatever name they want, but I yeah. mean, if this is a thing that's really happening, this would make sense that these characters are who they're using. Definitely. But then here's the question: Are they? Using the Thunderbolts as the good guys, or are they going to be the bad guys who are perceived as the good guys, but mm. that it'll come out that they're not? Because all these characters they are kind be. of like, they're kind of those uh, anti-heroes, right? They're, yeah. they're on the role of, they're not bad, bad, but they aren't good. They're not good, good, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like it would be hard to, since they've introduced if they use the characters that they've introduced already, then we all kind of have these preconceived notions about mm-hmm. those characters. So I feel like they would have to do something very creative because the, everybody watching it is going to be like, this guy's a fucking bad guy. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to be, this This has got to be bad. 
So I feel like they have to do something really interesting to get us distracted and stop questioning it. I guess it could also have Ghost, right? From Ant-Man. True. Because she, like, did bad stuff, but she, like... Yeah. Is it a fool, you bad person? Yeah. Um, I guess they could go, like, uh, which they'll probably do, thinking about it, Suicide Squad. They could go that kind of a route. Like, you know, if, if Abomination is doing some kind of uh, giving back to the military to cut off time off his sentence from mm-hmm. the... Oh, what's it called? The Raft? The Raft. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, wait a minute. The Cylinder? No. No. In my head, I was like, is the raft DC or Marvel? Because I couldn't remember. That's that's correct. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's something like that. It's like more of a a ragtag team of anti-heroes slash villains. Yeah. Yeah. Criminals for hire. Yeah. Which would be their answer to like uh, Suicide Squad, which has been... Squad of Suicide. The Squad (laughs) of Suicide. Or death, really. Just in general. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, like, it's it kind of sad, though, because, like, the only thing is that makes me question how real this is, is William Hurt passed away recently, mm-hmm. who played General Ross. Yeah, so... Theodos Thunderbolt Ross. Right. So that begs the question, is this even going to be in the same MCU that we're aware of? Is it going to be in a different universe? Well, but it, by having the name Thunderbolt, isn't it kind of implied that it's tied to him? I mean, in theory, yeah. But there could be another him in another universe yeah. that just played well, by a different actor. See, here's what they could do. It's, I think this is a question of how they feel about going about this. Because of like, you know, like with Black Panther, mm-hmm. they're being really cautious and sensitive about how they're going about that character right, now. Yeah. Um, I would imagine they'd go the same route with this, but... There is also the option that they could potentially do Red Hulk, Mm -hmm. which is technically General Ross. Mm -hmm. And then they could just get a different voice actor. And he he doesn't transform back and forth. He's just Red Hulk at some point. Just forever. Okay. So that's one way that they can kind of shift to have a Hulk character, Mm -hmm. but then kind of also rebrand that character with a different personality. A different look, obviously. It's mm-hmm. red, not green. Right, right. And they can, like, basically shuffle in another character, but, like, has that kind of Hulk character. Yeah. You know, so they can kind of move away from Banner and, mm-hmm. you know, have that character for, like, sub shit, like, whatever. You know, She-Hulk, he's in there for a little bit or whatever. Of course, Shulk. we don't know. Sorry, Shulk. <laughs> Did you also hear about the... uh People are speculating, this is a side note thing, mm-hmm. uh, for the new Predator movie, mm-hmm. Prey. Yeah. People are speculating that the Predator is a female. Why? Or should we say <laughs> a Predator? Predator. A predator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why do they think it's a female? Uh, somebody put up a screenshot and was like, those are boobs. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's reason. like It was funny because it was... Uh, it's, <laughs> Those are boobs. It's the it's the camouflage. Of, yeah. It's a screenshot of the the predator holding up the bear in the uh-huh. trailer. Yeah. And the predator is camouflaged. Uh huh. And they're like. So there's just like camouflage lumps. Yeah. It's like clear. 
boobs, according to okay. people on the interweb. All right, cool. I don't, I don't know about that, but sure. I'd love to see it. I mean... Those are boobs. <laughs> that may not have been exactly what they no, said. No, 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 no. I, I was. was just kind of <laughs> paraphrasing. I'm going to say they said it, those exact words. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a post? Yeah. Those are boobs, period. Should that be like That's a it. quote for our podcast? <laughs> Those are boobs like quoted by the internet guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope somebody leaves a review for us that just says those are boobs. Yeah. <laughs> a boob of an episode. Yep. But back to uh Thunderbolts. Yes. So, um I don't know, it's 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 kinda like a, a, a it's a toss for me because like I feel like given Losing the actor who was so big with the person, the character who makes the Thunderbolts, it's going to be very interesting how they would do this Well, without being able to use that character. To be fair, it does seem like they were kind of focusing on Contessa, blah de blah de blah right? That's true, so but maybe he, maybe route. she was working for him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I wonder if it's going to be... Like, maybe she's just always on the phone time. with him and like yeah. you never really see him or hear him. Exactly. That's, and she's just like, I understand, General Ross, yes. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The Thunderbolts are being assembled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, thunders... the, the Thunderbolts are being bolted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it could, since they've been focusing on her the last few times. They're being zapped. She could just be the handler, and then he's going to be this off-screen presence. Okay. Or they'll find a way to deal I with that, I just feel too. like they wouldn't do that out of, like respect for the well he might not even be an off-screen presence they might rewrite what they were going to do like he, he might just be mm-hmm. not a thing and she's well like just i said like it, it, they would it. make a lot of sense to bring in the red hulk which i assume they had plans to do at some point mm-hmm. um but like that would be the easiest way is to bring that character in yeah with a different voice actor obviously mm-hmm. and then you're told that that's him now. he transformed yeah and that's why you never see the the actor yeah that's true that could work as well. Rest in peace, William Hurt. Yes. All right. Let's get into some of our reviews. All right. So uh, we should do a quick little preview of what our rating system, how our rating system works. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're or DTF. DTF. I'd look in the eyes. I like that little head. Yeah. Well, it, it like also indirectly <laughs> told you. Yeah. It's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. That was like our podcast pillow talk right there. Right. Yeah. For sure. Saying we're DTF <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Oh, I have a hole in my pocket. That sucks. Is it? I mean, that's typically how pockets work. No, like on the bottom. So what you're saying is See? it's really a portal. Yeah. It's a portal. That's true. Okay, um, first up, we checked out Miss Marvel that premiered June 8th on Disney+. Plus. It was created by Bisha K. Ali, and it's based on Marvel Comics, obviously. Um, the summary or premise is Kamala Khan, a 16-year-old Avengers fangirl, specifically of Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel, struggles to fit in until she gains her own powers. Um, the main cast, we have Iman Vellani plays Kamala Khan. Matt Lintz is Bruno Corelli, her BFF. Do you recognize him? Am I going to blow your mind with what he was in before? 
Who? Wait, what? The best friend. <sighs> Kamala's best friend. The guy. I mean, he doesn't look like anybody I know. Yeah, he didn't look familiar to me either. Matt Lintz. Yeah. He. Well, I mean, should we talk about him? Why? He's not a spoiler. We don't talk about Bruno. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Ma- we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Matt Lintz as Bruno. Okay, so he played Henry in The Walking Dead. Was he the, the kid that Carol was kid attached that to? That was like, ooh, I can protect myself. Yes. And then he couldn't. And he couldn't, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll be a returning character to the Tales of the Walking Dead. Maybe, maybe. Okay. But I was like, oh, fuck, that's him. Yeah, fuck that yeah. guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck you, Bruno. Uh, anyway, um, so I just thought that was a little fun fact that okay. I bring to the... I, I mean, I don't feel like it even looks like him, but I get, okay. Yeah, because he's like a teenage I boy, I kind of get so... it now, yeah. yeah, okay. He was the older version, not the younger version, obviously. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and Amon Vellani is, um, pretty much a newcomer, and apparently, from what all that I've read, she is apparently the real-life version of Kamala Khan, so... She really does feel like she's, like, such a fangirl. Yeah. Of... Yeah, she's like obsessed with... Like, not with... just, like, for the character, but, like, it does feel like she's Yeah, like, just... in real life. Yeah. I heard... I think it was, like, some article that she, like, like, was talking to Tom Holland mm-hmm. during filming. They, like, had, like, whatever, cross paths yeah. or whatever through mm-hmm. filming of their stuff. Mm-hmm. And he showed her a picture of a huge spoiler for No Way Home. Oh, no. And she was like, why did... It's like, why... Like, why did you show <laughs> why that did to you me? you show that to me? Like... Yeah. <laughs> It like he just didn't think about it, yeah, and he well, just I mean, like ruined it for. Her. He's got known issues, with yeah. Spoilers, yeah. So. Watch, he's like just trolling people. He yeah. knows. He just wants to fuck. With he's everyone. like, oh, I didn't realize I did that. Secretly, <laughs> he's like, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, she's like obsessed with Robert Downey Jr. and like the Avengers and all that shit already. So I think it was probably safe to say it was probably a dream come true for her to get this role. So that's awesome. Pretty great. So we only had one episode. Um, yeah, this is gonna be like a very vague like rating for this one, yeah. but like we'll probably come back to it as it oh. goes on. I think it's six episodes. It might be yeah. more. Overall, I think it was fine. Like it, mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt like it, this is probably the most kiddish Marvel property we've seen. I totally. Agree. It feels like they were trying to redo what they did with Spider Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. but like a little bit. Even younger. more, <laughs> sort of dipping their toes in like the the art style and the creativeness mm-hmm. of that. I think they just like stomp their feet at, just, in like, that pond. Straight in. Yeah. yeah, they just they just were like this is what we are, and um, whether that's the character, I'm not quite sure. Like I don't know how the comics work with that stuff. Honestly, my only like probably your only experience with this character is through the Avengers game. Um, I actually read a comic. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just gonna fuck myself. <laughs> um, when the game came out, I think, or whenever this was announced, there was like a Miss Marvel comic on Amazon Prime or something for free. Okay. So I read it and it was pretty good. We have a couple months subscription trial of the Marvel Unlimited. Oh. Okay. I got it through the Game Pass. So oh, okay. we could check that out yeah, too, see if there's any should. more comics on there. Yeah. 
Um, I know it's clearly for kids. Like I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Like it, it's not te- terrible. Like I enjoy it, but like it's clearly not for me. Yeah. But like because it is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like I will be checking it out. Mm-hmm. And I am curious how they're gonna use her in this compared to how they transition her into the Marvels film. Mm-hmm. Because that's the next step is she's going to be in that film. And I think that's going to work really well for Captain Marvel. Because like that's a very divisive movie. So I think having... They're probably going to shift that to be like... Spider-Man and Iron Man. And Spider-Man and Doctor Strange kind of relationship. And kind of let them feed off of each other. To kind of help Captain Marvel be more, I guess, liked. Yeah. <laughs> by more people. Yeah. More relatable, I guess. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. The art style was, uh, like, the, the mixed media effect that they were mm-hmm. doing was really cool. It was fun, yeah. Like, the, the, the brick walls, like, telling, like, stories of, the, like, what they're talking them, about. As they're, and... like, biking or whatever. But one thing that kind of sucked, though, was, like, I feel like you kind of had to really pay attention or else you could potentially miss stuff. Yeah. There were definitely things that, like, you said something and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, right. Because I was like, oh, is that supposed to be, like, a character reference to this yes. thing? And then you're like, what are you talking about? I had to rewind it and you yeah. didn't even notice that. I didn't that even was see that yeah. on the brick wall or yeah. whatever, but I had heard yeah. what they said. So I don't know. It was that there's It was things. a brain fart though for me, because I was thinking it was like some DC character. And I was like, that's weird that they're referencing a DC character. Yeah. But it was them spoofing off of her being like a hybrid mm-hmm. with Iron Man or something. Right. Yeah. And the yeah. character just looked very familiar to something from DC. Yeah. Um, I assume, obviously I don't have any personal experience with this, uh, the cultural arrangements of her family and all Mm -hmm. that, but it seems like it's a cool, like, window into how that, like, type of family operates. The culture, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I had, uh, friends growing up that were Indian and Pakistani and they had definitely had a lot, quite a bit different rules about what Mm -hmm. they were and weren't allowed to do. Um, so, um, it there, makes... there was like that one moment in the, the f- episode where like she wants to go to this convention and then the only way she can go is if her dad goes with her mm-hmm. and she's like, well, that's embarrassing. Yeah. I would be mortified And then like something. it, it's this heartbreaking it's like moment for, for, for the parents and like, they're like, you're not going now. And it's yeah. like, I wonder if, because like, to me, I felt like that was a bit extreme. It just felt like who, like, so yeah. what? She it said has to be she's a, cult- a teenage girl. Of course she's going to say something yeah. like you're embarrassing. It or... has to be a cultural difference. So like I don't know if it's a cultural thing or if they're just trying to really make it dramatic about her relationship with her parents. But like it felt a little over the top to me. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out with their relationship going through this yeah. series. Yeah. I feel like a lot of things are really over the top but I felt like that was kind of along the lines of it being like this teenage like, mm-hmm. early teenage drama, like, hormone-heavy, yeah. like, everything is an emergency, everything is the end of the yeah. world, I'm in love, and it's like, your hormones are just like, I'm gonna do everything uh-huh. at the same time, <laughs> so I'm assuming that that was also related to that as yeah. well, so, so far, I'm enjoying it, I think it's, obviously, we're not the target market, but yeah. I'm trying to pay close attention and see what other properties it references. I thought it was interesting. They didn't really establish, like, any potential villain or threat. It was really just... Well, I guess they like, kind of did near the end. But yes. it was, like, it's an after-credit thing. Yes. But, um... I hope that's not all it is, because like, I no. hope there's something more I'm than sure that. I'm sure there's more. There's gotta be. Um... I do say... I will say, I think the change in her powers... 
doesn't feel that drastic. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I, I've heard people saying like, oh, so she's Green Lantern now. Yeah. I get the reference, but like, I feel like it, it feels like it works for what they're doing here. Like her origin is definitely different than what they have happened. It doesn't feel like it's an inhuman thing unless mm-hmm. her cuffling has any kind of connection to the Cree and, and the inhuman whatever projects. I feel like it's going to. I, st- I think like, still think we don't know yet. Like, yeah, it could there's no fully connect to the inhuman still. Um, I think it's got to. Especially if it's eh, I don't I don't want to spoil that. Yeah. Um so I, I think I'm okay with the fact that it's more about her having this like crystal cocoon thing of around her than mm-hmm. her being like a stretchy person. Yeah. Because um, she still does the stretchy stuff. Yeah. But also, I was kind of thinking about this. Given like with She-Hulk and how the CGI was like really, you know. Dodgy. <laughs> not <Yeah>. liked. And, <laughs> and things we've seen with other shows. Like, even like Moon Knight had some questionable CGI at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wonder... If they thought it didn't work doing that on something like Disney Plus, and yeah. like they could probably do it in a movie, but they can't really do it on Disney Plus, yeah, for the budget that they have, yeah, and so they chose to do something that was like more of a filter mm-hmm. to kind of block that questionable CGI, yeah. Or this is an interesting thought, <clears throat> I say that because it's my own thought, but <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to me. Um, what if? What we're seeing so far is just the beginning. What if later she does have the same powers and like... Like the cuffling unlocks her ability. Or she's And so also... even if she has it off, she could still do the... the uh, she could still sell cars. Okay. She could still be a wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, possibly, or like she's then later exposed to a Cherigen crystal or whatever garbage needs to happen. Oh, her so origin. like two things. Like two things what, happen so to her. Like this is what ways. gets her into places where she's probably not supposed to be, mm-hmm. and then she gets somehow exposed to something that causes it in a more comic accurate or like what we're expecting. That's possible. Way. That is possible. Because I feel like the way that I mean, it's maybe that's not what's gonna happen, but that's just a thought that I just had while we were talking right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's completely possible. Yeah. I kind of hope that they do they do make her an inhuman or at least tie her armlet to inhumans in some way because I yeah. feel like that would be the best thing that they can do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, so so far, how are you feeling about it? What's your rating? Um, I think I mean we didn't really get anything crazy out of this episode. No. It was like it was really just like uh, here's our character and here's her. Backstory. High school, <laughs> yeah. or I guess not even that. Middle school, yeah. maybe. Like, no, it's high school. Is she in high school? Yeah, okay. she's a junior, I think. Okay, so like, here's her high school, like you know, exaggerated experience, kid problems, yeah, um, with her parents and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, so overall, I enjoyed it. I think it's really not a demographic for me, but I think that I think people can relate to this to some way. Like, I feel like her not really connecting with her parents as far as like her interests like i feel like that i could see that being me when i was a kid yeah you know like gaming and yeah, stuff like that like understand. my parents didn't get that they didn't get why game. i was so into games and yeah so like i could see that being like a way that i can kind of relate to this character mm-hmm. um so for me i'd say it's it's a solid slice it for me nothing special but like i'm interested i'm gonna keep watching i hope that we get more connections and kind of like more of an idea of where 
her role's going to be in the MCU going forward. Yeah. At the very least, we have to be given some kind of an answer as to how she's going to be in the Marvels, right? Mm-hmm. Unless true. they're just going to answer that in the movie. But you think they're going to want to kind of cross-promote to that movie with this one? Yeah. Um, it's also a, just a solid slice it for me. Um, I am also enjoying it. I'm interested to see what comes, but I don't have a whole lot of like, I need to watch the next episode, you know, like I'm not Mm -hmm. anticipating everything at this point yet, but I think it might get there. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. I mean, we're one episode in, so a lot can change. Yeah. That's just my very, very preliminary impression is it's a slice it. Yeah. Well, we might even do an anatomy. It just depends how, we'll see how it it turns out and how much there is to talk about. Yeah. All right. Um, I did watch finally the rest of Young Justice Phantom season four. It's on HBO Max. Came out back in October. Uh, created by Greg Wiseman and Brandon Vietti. There are basically anybody you can think of in the Justice League <laughs> in this. As a uh, young version? No, like so. Oh, like okay. the Justice League exists in this world. Oh, okay. And then the Young Justice is like the smaller crew okay. of heroes kind of like i guess trial before they like grow and so develop like, to become justice league like nightwing and those types of no nightwing would be maybe justice league at that point yeah he's because oh, okay. he's an adult and all that stuff okay I... robin and stuff would be. oh okay um the thing about this show is like from season one to like now it time jumps a lot mm. so the crew is not always the same in the young justice mm. it's always different people like season four, when it started, I was like completely lost because like there were some characters I I don't even remember this character. Was this character already here? Do I, I had to kind of do a little like review, I guess, mm-hmm. like internet searching and stuff. And I had to be careful because I didn't want to get like spoiled right, and stuff because yeah. I didn't start it till it was about a third the way through. Mm-hmm. But basic premise is it starts out with Miss Martian and uh, Superboy going to her home planet. Mars Mm -hmm. to get married because they were engaged since I think season three. Oh, okay. Um, And then like stuff happens and it turns into this whole big event thing that has like, (laughs) you know, somebody has sinister plans and all this stuff. And so like, it's very interesting because like it's, they kind of cut it up into three parts. So like the first third focuses on them the second third focuses on more of like a magic realm and some of those characters. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like Zatanna takes a big role and she kind of has other characters that she's kind of like training and stuff. And okay. So like there's a whole thing with them and then there's another third that has other characters that I'm not going to say because I don't want to give too much stuff. Yeah. Got so, it. But it's cool because it doesn't feel like it's really connecting and then... At some point, it just kind of all makes sense what's going on. Nice. And it just, it, it's a really fun narrative where they've told this story. And it, it gives you a bunch of different aspects, different characters. And I, I I went into it thinking it was kind of boring, but like I think I came out really enjoying it by the end. So that's good. For me, I think it's a, a large slice. I had a lot of fun with it. It was 25 episodes, very wow. long. Old so school. <laughs> yeah. I was every week. I was like, "Is this the last episode?" Because this doesn't feel like an ending to it. <laughs> like for ten weeks, you're doing that. Yeah, like I basically. 
but I, I did enjoy it. And I think that uh, people who like just some of the characters from the, the Justice League are probably mm-hmm. going to have episodes at the very least that they will want to want check out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, cool. yeah, it, it was fun. All right. Next up, I watched a show called Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Uh, the series is created by Ashley Lill and Bart Nickerson. It's 10 episodes, about 55 minutes each. And basic summary is a team of New Jersey high school soccer players is involved in a plane crash and the group is left to survive deep in the Canadian wilderness. So the show is actually pretty interesting because they have two timelines. They show the girls as kids in high school before and through the plane crash. Mm -hmm. And then they also show them as adults okay like some of them not not everybody there's like you know there's a whole school yeah soccer team of girls right. in the show but as adults they have a few of the characters mm-hmm. and it's just kind of this mystery of like what happened and they, it's like the public is well aware of this whole ordeal and like there's the 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 media is always trying to interview the the women who survived and try and figure out what happened and all this stuff and it's very uh it's very closed lip about what happened for the viewer and all that stuff so it's you know they kind of pull on you with that whole mystery it's got quite the cast though uh so for the adult and child version they have sophie nalesi as shauna and then milani linsky is like the adult version of her uh, the Sophie, we saw her in 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, I believe. Oh, okay. She was the lead in that one. And Melanie Linsky, uh, I feel like I've seen her in an HBO show, and I think she was in like Two and a Half Men or something. Hmm. Tawny Cyphers and Jasmine Savory Brown, they all play, they both play uh, Tysa and Jasmine Savory Brown. I know from The Leftovers. I think she was the daughter in season two or three. I think two. Juliette Lewis and Sophie uh, Thatcher play the uh, adult and teenage versions of Natalie. Sophie we saw in The Book of Boba. She was like the lead whippersnapper of the uh, kid gang. The the mods. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was the, the girl, the blonde leader. Of that crew. Okay. So she's in this. Uh, and Juliette Lewis, I <laughs> famously know her from old school. Yeah. Being the, the start of that movie. Yeah. Uh, Christina Ricci and Sammy Hun- Hunratty play Misty. If you don't know who Christina Ricci is, then like, <laughs> yeah. go away. Then why are you listening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Sammy uh, Henry- Hunratty, we, I think I've seen her in... Um, Shameless. I think she was in a couple seasons of that. Okay. So these are the core people that it's focused on. And it's just kind of interesting how they kind of jump between the two. So like you're still full of mystery while you're watching what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the one thing that kind of brought it down for me was I, th- I thought it was going to be more of a Lord of the Flies type thing. Mm-hmm. But it's really not. It's not. It's, okay. it's not as intense as... It seems like it's going to be. Okay. But they did kind of leave it open-ended for more story to be told in another season. So for all I know, it's just like this is the start of it and it's just going to get worse from here. 
Okay. But yeah, by the end of the season, there's definitely more questions than answers, which I don't necessarily like, but I'm enjoying the show enough that I think that it's keeping me wanting to invest more into this one. Yeah. And the the acting has just been superb. I've had so much fun with these, like everybody. Yeah, for me, uh, this was a large slice. It I had a lot of fun with this. Okay. It's a very, it's a, it's a slow burn, but it's very satisfying by the end. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Do you think, in your opinion, would it be something that I would want to watch? <sighs> I don't know. Okay. It's not as like, It's not as dark as The Leftovers. It's not as bleak as that, but it does have moments where it feels a little grim. Heavy. Okay. Okay. I'm probably well not bother then. <laughs> but seeing as how you have been a teenage girl, you may relate to them more than I could. Oh, okay. Because yeah. there are things that are like very teenage girl would get, but mm-hmm. and like it. There's other characters that there's a couple men in mm-hmm. the show and they, yeah. they have to kind of like learn to do this kind of stuff because like they don't know how to like accustom to like yeah. girls getting their first periods and stuff like that. Right, and, right. Like, those okay. kind of scenarios and got it. Stuff okay. like that. Okay. All right. Um, I watched this a while back, but I haven't talked about it yet. I checked out season two of Bridgerton. Um, this came out on Netflix on March 25th. It was created by Chris Van Dusen. It was eight episodes, about an hour, a little bit more each. Um, this basically follows um, the same, most of the same casts from season one through the Regency era London high society, and this time it's focusing more on the eldest brother of Br- the Bridgerton family, who is now the viceroy, or sorry, the viscount. I don't know, the viscount is what they say. Yeah, viscount. Um, uh, the main character from the first season has moved on she's in the season and she's in the show but she's not the primary focus okay um so her her brother is now the primary focus so would you consider this more of an anthology then no it's not it's because it follows the same general area like the the high society ton i think they call Mm -hmm. it um and it's still mostly the same characters and she's in it but it's it's continuous because it's like she's in it periodically and you see her as she was when she left pre you know like Mm. it follows continuity was this all changed directly because of the the actor who left the show i don't think so i think that probably is related but the main guy right yeah he left to do some movies yes um Roger Jean Page, yes, he left. Um, I don't think that that's the primary reason. I think that's probably related to the books, because these are okay. based off books. Okay. Um, but I didn't read them, so I can't say that for sure. Um, there's like some newcomers to the ton this season um, from abroad, and it's it's different. It's we still have the lady whistle down like gossip person that like passes out like pamphlets. How do they go about that since they've revealed who she was in season mm-hmm. one? So how does that work now um, with the mystery of the show? It's it's no it's not so much mystery as it is um, stress of people finding out who it is. So like there's okay we found out who it was, but oh, nobody but else the characters did. didn't right. So now they're slowly finding out and it's causing drama. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Um, and there's like people that are like, I need to know who this is. You know, like mm. it's the crazy drama of like still finding out who it is on the character side, even though we know as the watcher. So that part was probably the most interesting part yeah. of the show. What the mystery person from season one needs to do mm-hmm. is now make another identity mm-hmm. and then pretend like that's another person and not her. Yeah. Lady Whistledown, whatever they call yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, Lady Whistledown. And then that way it's like it throws people off and they think that it's one person, but then it's another person. And yeah. it's like it's just the I, same person. If I recall, there was kind of like a small plot side story that where this person tried to throw the scent off um of their tracks if you will Mm. uh something along those lines gotcha um overall this is pretty similar to season one um although i feel like the chemistry between the characters that are the primary love story in this one was not there in my opinion it felt very awkward Forced, maybe? Forced, yes. Um, the big question, I think everyone wants an answer to, mm-hmm. was there more boobies or penis? Um, I mean, I don't think there was either of those. Oh, okay. I thought the whole show was there supposed to be boobs. like there were soft boobs. porn for women. Yeah, but softcore porn doesn't have like full frontal, right? Is no, it just point? has fake humping. Oh, yeah. They're still naked. So there was a lot of that. But you don't see, like, it's not, like, as aggressive as, like, regular porn, where you can see the whole nakedness. Mm. It's, like, more hinty, if you You're talking about the show, not softcore porn. No, I thought I was talking about softcore porn, but I'm talking about the show also. I guess we have a different definition of softcore porn. Yeah, I thought that was the reason it's softcore, since it's not. Well, it's because it's softcore because they don't actually have sex. They just, like, pretend like they're having sex. I thought softcore was, like, not fully... Not always fully nude or more like... We're going to look this up. Okay. We're going to Google this <laughs> okay, right now. Please do. Because one of us has been misled our whole yeah, lives. Yeah, one of us is going to learn something today. So overall, um, I didn't quite hit as well. Sorry about the typing. Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you going to get when you Google what? <laughs> I'm just really worried. <laughs> okay. So, first link is Pornhub.com. Okay, that's... I mean... Do they have definitions? Oh, I should I should have typed definition. Yeah. You just typed sophomore porn? <laughs> Someone who's just like analyzing all the data is like, what's the point? Why is this guy even looking for porn then? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, definition. There we go. Urban Dictionary. No. Is there a real Wikipedia? Dictionary? It's a little better than Definitions.net. Dictionary.com. Dictionary.com. Let's try that. Okay. All right. Softcore adjective of relating to or containing sexually arousing depictions that are not fully explicit. Softcore pornography. Compare hardcore. Let's compare. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is like, okay. Well, this is hardcore. In general. In general, not. Let's let's go back to Wikipedia. Let's do Wikipedia instead. Okay. Because. Dictionary.com is taking itself too seriously. Yeah. Small its own farts. <laughs> okay. Softcore porn, according to Wikipedia, is softcore pornography or softcore porn is commercial still photography or film that has a pornographic or erotic component but is less sexually graphic and intrusive than hardcore pornography. Defined by a lack of visual sexual penetration. 
So you don't see the penetration. Okay. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Fair. Okay. Well, it doesn't exist, but it looks like it exists. It's it's a hinting. Yes. Yeah. Softcore pornography includes strip teases, lingerie modeling, stimulated sex, and emphasis on the sensual appreciation of the female or male form. It typically contains nude or semi-nude actors involved in love scenes, and it's intended to be sexually arousing and aesthetically beautiful. Okay. The distinction between softcore pornography and erotic pornography is largely a matter of taste. Okay. So they're saying it's art. Okay. Got it. Okay, so it sounds like you were right. It sounds like we were both right. Okay. In a way. Yeah. Because it's saying that it can be either or. Yeah. Like you said that it's like more tame. Yeah. It's not But it say... gets you like turned on. Right. It's less. Which they say it is doing. Yeah. But it also like, does technically You're not have... likely to have like a soft core gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> we can look for it. I, I think we can do that later. After soft the core gangbang. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh. How was I going to say? Oh, um, because of the chemistry different, I feel like the chemistry between the characters was a little bit lacking and weird. Um, and kind of some, there was the story made some jumps that I was, I was a little skeptical about. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say it was a small slice. It, it still was like, you know, that trash TV that you just Mm want to binge just like the first season. Is it? Uh, is there any word about a season three? Do they know if they're planning to continue season two's story or is it going to be like more of a shift to another main actor and then the same deal with season one to two? I have to assume they're going to continue moving on to another sibling until they run out of siblings. Oh, okay. Because there's like a bunch of siblings in okay, the Okay, so each Bridgerton one's going to be about family. each sibling? Yeah. Is that how the books are? I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't read the books. <laughs> but just based on how season one and two went, and it's basically, typically based around the Bridgerton family. So it would, yeah, make, that sense would make sense that the next, yeah. They did kind of set up one of the other siblings yeah. becoming just, the focus wait, next do, season. Watch, they're going to do like a, they're going to do a spinoff. It's going to be Bridgerton, The Smith Chronicles. No. Um, anyway, if you liked season one, then I guess check it out. But you might hate. You might end up hate watching the second half of it. Like I mean, I you're did. talking to people, not me, right? Yes. Because I'm not. Gonna I'm watch not this. talking. Yeah, okay. I'm talking to people that are listening. <laughs> okay. You, at very least, can hate watch the second I half like just, I did. I will Google softcore porn. Okay, sounds great. Um. Not the definition. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear the Urban Dictionary definition? Uh, Since we've done the um, other two. I don't think I do, but go ahead. (laughs) According to Urban Dictionary, softcore porn, pornographic material that shows everything excluding insertion or penetration. Okay. That's very... That's that's the most tame definition out of all of them. Yeah. Are you sure it's Urban Dictionary? Urban Dictionary is supposed to be like hella raunchy, It's supposed to be really, really crazy definitions, yeah. Because they're written by random people. So oh, Okay, so this person just like a prude? Yes. They're like, well, I know about softcore porn. I know what that is. <laughs> I Google it all the yeah. time. <laughs> they love to review for it. It's a little too hard to yeah. be called soft, yeah. to my opinion. Not soft enough. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we should move on. 
I didn't say she was happy to say it. Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Um, we recently checked out Norm MacDonald, Nothing Special. This was dropped on Netflix May 30th. And it was obviously created by Norm MacDonald. Um, and it is described as... Uh, here, here's the description I got from online. It says, In his final comedy special, Norm MacDonald ponders casinos, cannibalism, living wills, and why you have to be ready for whatever life throws your way. And this was um, basically a special that Norm recorded at home himself in a single take, as they called it. Um, and then at the end of the special, it had a bunch of really fucking badass comedy people that happened to be his friends who, like, talked about the situation. Who talked about the, who talked about the special and their experiences with Norm. Which was a nice little touch to finish it off. To make it, like, a final piece if you will yeah i think they announced that like in the beginning they had like a little message about Mm -hmm. how there would be his friends or whatever at the end talking about the whole situation and that kind of caught me off guard i didn't i didn't expect that at all yeah it was was kind of surprising when when they showed that Mm -hmm. um this was an interesting one because Mm -hmm. it didn't necessarily feel like a comedy like act but it did make you laugh. Yeah. It kind of more felt like somebody's thoughts on the, their last... Yeah. Like of their life. Recording just their final thoughts on life. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe that's what it was to him. Yeah. And like, it, I mean, it's impressive what he did because, I mean, it's got to be hard to do this whole thing mm-hmm. not having that audience or yeah. that or anyone to play that, off of yeah people to play off to react to and mm-hmm. like stuff like that and kind of build into the act yeah so it you know it just kind of shows how good he was how skilled he was at what he does yeah it was insane because i feel like a, a large part i think a large part of being a comedian is being able to play off the audience and mm-hmm. interpret what how they're reacting to what you're saying and adjust as you go. And you get that feedback, the real-time feedback of people laughing. And in this case, he obviously had no feedback and he just yeah. had... Because, like, he knew. Like, he's like, well, I know this is funny, so I don't really give a fuck if you think And I think that's kind of what I really enjoyed about this was, you know, because I'm kind of like that where, yeah. like, I'll tell a joke yeah. and if I get no laughs, like, I don't care because yeah. I thought it was hilarious. you're like, it's still funny. Yeah, yeah. like... <laughs> You're the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry you're too stupid to get how good that joke is. Yeah. And so I feel like for me it was fun to see him make these punchlines mm-hmm. and like you could kind of see in his eye he'd give a smirk or something. Yeah, you could tell a little glint in his when eye. he had the moment that he knew was supposed to be funny. Yeah. And or just that he just really laughed at his own joke in yeah. like his own way. And mm-hmm. I really appreciated those moments, and yeah. I think this was very endearing. Mm-hmm. You know, he he talked about how much he loves his mom. I thought that was like really nice to see how he was like of all things. Like he, that's one of the things he wanted to emphasize is how much she meant to him. Yeah, and I thought that was so incredible to see. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it was it was not at all what I was expecting. I was really expecting him to be like. Well, since I'm dead, here's a bunch of yeah shit that I'm going to say. And you're that gonna, you can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, and you're going to be pissed off because yeah. 
you, I can't. There's a, there's a handful of things that people could get pissed off about, but they're not, it's not nearly as raunchy as I was expecting. It's more mm-hmm. like open and honest and like just wholehearted yeah. expression, really, rather than just straight comedy. And it was really shocking to find out that like even his closest friends didn't really know. Mm-hmm. He was pretty quiet, I guess, about his illness mm-hmm. and he just kind of kept it to himself, sadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be crazy to go through something like that by yourself and still maintain some semblance of normality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially enough to film your own fucking special. <laughs> yeah. So. As far as, like, the, the commentary stuff with, like, his friends, like, you know, Dave Chappelle was there, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. Molly uh, Shannon. Molly Shannon, David. Uh, what's his name? Letterman. Well, yeah, but then there's the other one, too. Oh. Spade. Spade, yeah. David Letterman, <laughs> David Spade. Yes. Yeah. So, like, some big name people yeah. at this thing. Yeah. I will say, though, I was kind of surprised that Molly Shannon didn't feel to me like she said much. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was just her kind of still grieving. Maybe she just didn't know what to say. It felt like she was more listening than... Like, mm-hmm. she had a few things that she said, but, like... Yeah, she, she wasn't She didn't really as... contribute as much as I thought she would have. Yeah. Especially with her being on SNL with them. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, if you were on a stage or whatever, if you were in a room with all of those people, it'd probably be pretty hard to get a word in edgewise. That's true. <laughs> but I also really appreciate that they, they weren't they weren't being funny. Yeah. Like, they, they were, were just, just being straight sincerely talking about Norm mm-hmm. and... And the, the memories they've had and the things that he's done yeah. to help them. I think Dave Chappelle said, like, his dad had died. And, mm-hmm. like, instead of trying to, like, make him feel better mm-hmm. directly, he just was just there and, and was just funny for him. And, mm-hmm. like, he didn't, like, be like, are you okay? Can I do anything? You know, he yeah. was just there. Yeah. And, and made it known in that way. And I thought that was a really cool story that he told yeah it sounds like by all accounts he was a really well-loved and Mm -hmm. and uh respected individual in the community i love how the um how honest too like norm was and like everybody else was Mm -hmm. about like his issues too like Mm -hmm. he apparently had a gambling problem yeah like he said it in his thing and then they said it in their conversation and i thought that was really like it was surprising but it was like kind of nice to see that they were like you know norm specifically was like embracing like this is this is who i am i'm not gonna like be ashamed of it it's i do have a problem and this is like something that i do and um it was funny though because the 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 whole thing that he put chips in the fridge because if you're gonna get robbed no one's gonna look in the fridge and like (laughs) i thought that was the funniest like but like, well, that's actually kind of a pro tip if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, <laughs> Just keep your money in the if, fridge. Yeah, if you're going to have a bunch of money, I guess that is, you know, it's the, yeah. the fridge is the new mattress. Yeah, yeah. It's got like a separate mini fridge that's just like, just for money. Yeah. <laughs> you just have like a ice cream container and you just put all the money in it. Yeah. Instead of like a piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad Although, idea. Although, I mean... There's probably somebody out there who's robbing people and eating their and ice eating cream. Eating their ice cream? Yeah. Well, you have to make it like rainbow sherbet because apparently nobody likes that flavor. It's not good. It's delicious. It depends where you go. 
Certain okay. places don't make it right. That's true. Like, I, where were we? They made it like trash. I don't know what the fuck that was. Was it? Was it Baskin Robbins? Yeah. It had crazy flavors. Wherever in it. we, yeah. The only we good went, one is thrifty. It didn't have normal rainbow no, sugar it was flavors. Not normal flavors. The only good. Not one that is, I'm like trying to get that all the time, but yeah. But thrifty is the only one that I care about. Okay. Or Rite Aid or what the fuck. It's, but, I mean, it's thrifty, the, thrifty ice yeah. cream. Yeah. But any other one is like usually different, and I'm not interested. I think it's probably a little bit of a nostalgia thing too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. For this special, or nothing special, I say it's a dissected, personally. Because I think I've really enjoyed it. It was hilarious. It was sad at times. A little, like, very heartwarming. Yeah, it, it definitely it hit a bunch of different pulled buttons. emotions in any direction. Yeah. Uh, I would I would agree with you. This is a dissected for me. I had a, a lot of fun listening to him just talk, mm-hmm. tell stories. Yeah. You know? It's... It's almost like you were there with him having a conversation one-on-one. Yeah. Which makes it more personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, rest guess, in peace. Yes. Norm McDonald. Indeed. And we're DTF. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, time for the headliner. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion came out in theaters on June 10th. The screenplay was by Emily Carmichael and Colin Trevorrow with a story by Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly, which is all based on characters by Michael Crichton, obviously. Um, and it Obviously. Was, <laughs> because he wrote the original book. Um, and it was directed by Colin Trevorrow. So he had his hands in all the pies, it seems mm-hmm. like. Um, and the premise of this movie, without getting into too much detail, is... Everything you can grasp from the trailers. It's four years after the, a volcanic eruption on Isla Nublar. And dinosaurs now roam the planet coexisting with humans. Ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have a lot of important cast in this. We got to see all of the return people that we love from the other Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies. Um, Chris Pratt is Owen Grady. Bryce Dallas Howard is Claire Deering. From the Jurassic World movies and then from the Jurassic Park movies, we've got Laura Dern back as Dr. Ellie Sattler, Sam Neill as do- is Dr. Alan Grant, and Jeff Goldblum is Dr. Ian Malcolm. I didn't realize they were all doctors in the first one. I forgot about that. <laughs> Why did you think they were there? I don't know. I mean, like, it's just, They were just dinosaurs or enthusiasts? <laughs> you don't have to be a PhD to be an archaeologist or to be a but whatever. They, but they literally had conversations about theoretical science. Yeah, but you can do that with a master's degree. You don't have to be. A, okay, all right. It's whatever. It's it, fine. I'm mean, yeah. Obviously, I know they're like scientist, dedicated scientists to whatever their field was. It's fine, whatever. Um, and B D Wong even is back as Dr. Henry Wu. We do have a couple newcomers that I mean, there was quite a few, but the, the two main ones to pay attention to are Dewanda Wise, um, who plays Kayla Watts, who is uh, the pilot that you see in the trailer. I don't want to give too much more detail on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mamudu Afi is Ramsey Cole, who is a staff member who works for Biosyn, the company. And then, of course, uh, Isabella Sermon, who plays Maisie Lockwood. She was um, from the Second. Jurassic World. Jurassic World, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. She returns a bit Correct. older. Yes. As four years will do to you. Yeah. Um... So, I try to be really secret, 
about my opinion of this movie after we saw it. Yeah. Um, you, like, wouldn't talk to me about it. <laughs> I told you to listen to our episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm listening, so. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, along with everybody else in the world, pretty much, I grew up with Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I was a child when that first movie came out, and I was already a fucking dinosaur freak yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. So seeing live-action dinosaurs on the big screen was a... A huge impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've followed the franchise since. I've, I'm like, no. I'm kind of one of those people that, like, overall, if you can just give me more dinosaurs <laughs> on screen, yeah, eating people, like, yeah. I'm good to go. Bigger, like, faster, I'm not expect- more teeth. <laughs> yeah, I'm not expecting a huge plot. Yeah. Unfortunately, this one, I guess, proved that wrong. Oh. It's was a very confusing story. And I don't mean that like I couldn't understand what was going on. I completely understood what was going on. It was just confusing why they did this story mm-hmm. for this finale, bringing in the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World legacy characters together. Yeah. And it just it just felt like they didn't really know where they were going with this. And it felt kind of like a bait and switch to an extent with the trailers because the trailers were very like... Oh, there's dinosaurs everywhere, and they're, you know, in your neighborhoods, and they're in yeah. theater, drive through theaters. And yeah. It's just like, that got me really excited for this movie. And then we get to this movie, and that's basically just like a highlight reel introduction to be like, oh, dinosaurs are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then the real movie is kind of the same, same old, same old of... It's isolated to pretty much one location with the dinosaurs there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's considered spoilers, but like it was very, in my opinion, disappointing that that was the overall premise of what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And it felt like they were trying to tell two different stories between the Jurassic Park team and the Jurassic World team. Mm-hmm. I call them teams, but, you know, yeah, they're just yeah. the actors. Yeah. And, like, it felt like they were trying to tell two different stories, but then kind of intertwine them somehow. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't really work very well. I cared very little about the Jurassic Park storyline, to be honest. It's very sad to say. I love Ellen Grant. I love Ian Malcolm. I love... Sorry, Ellie Sattler. Ellie Sattler. Like, I, I loved these characters. And you didn't care about them. And I just line? had no fucking interest in them in this. It just, it felt so forced to just to get them in the movie. Oh. The thing that sucks is I really enjoyed ideas of this script, but I hated the execution. I think the idea of corporations manipulating stuff and, and overreaching and, and, and it causing global impacts i think is a great concept Mm -hmm. and i think they were kind of touching on that with jurassic world the first Mm -hmm. of the trilogy yeah and again we've we've said this many times when it comes to the second movie the fallen kingdom it's just it's too far of a stretch for me to feel like i understand and believe that that handful of dinosaurs that escaped there are now all Everywhere. over, you know, breeding and all over the world. Yeah, like, yeah. they would have contained that very easily. Yeah, that's fair. And I, so I guess for me, it sucked because we didn't really see... Yeah, we saw a lot of dinosaurs, but we didn't really see 
them in a constructive way, I guess, for me. It, okay. it felt like, yeah, we got a lot of, oh, that's that dinosaur. And no, oh, this is that dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, overall, I think like a third of them were all just variants of raptors. But uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah, lots of new things as well. Like new yeah. And I think that they like marketed this like it had the most dinosaurs that they've mm-hmm. ever had in a movie. Yeah. Like types of dinosaurs. Yeah, the quantity um, over quality, I guess. Yeah. But like even like the whole like ending stuff felt like it was just kind of lackluster, right? It felt to me it felt very uh repeat of what they've already done in other movies, but just not as cool. Okay. But I will say there are moments that did that they did get me because they they had me worried about characters. Yeah. Whether that be human or dinosaur. Yeah. And, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I kept thinking to myself, there's no way they're going to do this. And like, oh my God, are they going to do this? And then like, I kept wishwashing in my head yeah. watching this film. And I will say, they got me there. Yeah. But to be honest, even with the end result, I was like, huh, that could have been cooler. But the, I guess the, 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 the ride to that conclusion mm-hmm. was, I guess, more exciting for me than the actual conclusion Okay. I don't know. It just... Would I watch this again? Probably just to see some cool dinosaur scenes. I'd probably skip between stuff and watch the cool dinosaur moments. But man, this felt like it was a letdown. It just... They really felt like they didn't know what they wanted to do. They just had too many ideas of where they wanted to take the franchise. Um, Planet of the Dinosaurs, you know? Like, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. But then so is the corporate manipulation concept and like i feel like those should have been two different things okay or if you are going to love them together i felt like they should have been a little bit more cohesive to directly connect rather than a bug (laughs) a bug yeah okay i mean that's pretty much what it was right i disagree Okay. I don't think that's the only thing. I mean, even the big alpha predator that was supposed to be the bigger threat in this movie. Yeah. uh, Not Gigantosaurus. Giganotosaurus. Giganotosaurus, right? Whatever the fuck they chose to use, right? Yeah. Even that, to me, I was like, oh, that's not even as cool as the Spinosaurus or the Indominus Rex. Like, it itself didn't even feel as threatening as what we've had in previous movies. Mm -hmm. Well, it did... I was thankful that it wasn't some kind of new creation, though. I was glad it was a real dinosaur, at least. Well, like, Spinosaurus is a real dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, I meant compared to Indominus Rex. Okay. Because I thought that was bullshit. I mean, but the design of that was really cool. Yeah, I guess. I I thought that Indominus Rex was a really fun dinosaur. Oh, okay. I know it's fake, but, like... I think it's hideous, personally. And it's not as hideous as the ones they had in Camp Cretaceous. The, like, the yeah. Indominus Rex. Yeah. Whatever those were called. I don't remember. <laughs> well, um, I apparently liked this movie more than you did. So, um, I, I felt like I was much more invested in the Jurassic Park team's story <laughs> than clearly than you were. I mean, I was, was really... it a question of if they had, like, a thing for each other? I thought it was pretty clear in Jurassic Park that they were a couple. I mean, that's... And then at some point they broke up because she wanted kids. 
And then in this, it's like this whole like mystery. Oh, do they have a thing for each other? It's like, yeah, they do. Why is this even a fucking question? Well, I wasn't considering that part of their story. It I just felt like it was, was just filler extra. bullshit that was just like wasting our time. That I feel like was just fan service. Ah, but I didn't need that. Well, you didn't. Like Jurassic Park 3 gave us that, that answer. We didn't need that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I don't, I don't, not even I don't, considering I don't even know that. that like elderly people like want to have sex with each other after how long. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was very clear that those actors were the role that they were because they couldn't have them doing like the big action stunt pieces, right? Like it was very clear that they weren't going to be in those same moments as like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like I get that. Yeah. It just, it felt like it just wasn't the best story. Mm. Okay. Well, I liked it. I thought it was interesting because I am always really invested in like science gets out of hand type stories. Mm -hmm. And so that was, I was invested in it for that reason. I wasn't even really paying attention to the other side garbage that they were, they had going on. I mean, in the, like the company. Yeah. The Biosyn or whatever it was Mm -hmm. called. Was that what it was called? Yeah, it was Biosyn. So like, is it implied that they're the company this whole time since Jurassic Park that was trying to get the DNA in the uh, shaving cream? No. No, because that was Dr. Wu's situation. I don't think... And that was a, a terrible part of this movie. Like, they did not do justice for that character. Yeah. Like, I... I think you needed to lean into him being the villain. I don't think that giving him this this 180 twist and he's now, like, regretting everything. Like, they didn't really sell that to me. Yeah. It just felt forced to just... So that people, like, liked the character by the end of the movie. That's one thing I agree with you on. I feel like they I needed more to the story of his evolution between bad guy and now he wants to be a good guy. Like I Yeah, give me I, that movie. I feel like Give me that movie. It seemed like the only thing that made him change his mind was the bug, if you will. I mean, but it, that's that can't be it. That you know? would have been a great story is a movie where he's the lead, mm-hmm. okay? Maybe he's the villain type role right he's doing this questionable science cloning on dinosaurs and genetic genetic work right and then at some point he realizes that it's out of control and that like they're going to affect the world and like you see his shift i think that would have been a much better movie then you could go into this and you have this movie which justifies his role Mm -hmm. i think probably what they were doing is trying to tie it all up in a nice neat little bow and they didn't have enough time to get all the story in place so they were hoping to give us stuff that would we could lead ourselves to with the result. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree. I think that, that Wu needed a little bit more uh, character development yeah. or in his change. Um, but I knew something was up with that fucking company the second you see of, them well, on course, the screen. Of course. Like it's just by assumption it's like, okay, so they're the bad guy, right? It's yeah. just like it just yeah. felt like the storyline I didn't really I actually felt less invested in the story that the Jurassic World team was following. See, I just cared so much about Blue and getting Beta back. Yeah, I care about that too, but I don't feel like it made sense. Like what, like I felt like their storyline was like way more out of this world. Like that's not a thing. Like I think maybe that's why I related more to the Jurassic Park side. Mm. Their, their mission is because it it felt very realistic. Is it more far-fetched than him being a raptor trainer in the first two movies? No, not at all. Uh, (laughs) 
But, I mean, yes and no. I mean, at least it progressed with him having a relationship with Blue still, but what was, like, more rocky because of the more wild nature of their existence just out in the open rather than in a cage. Yeah, that's true. I just felt like some parts of that story in their mission to get where they're going Mm -hmm. are just so far-fetched. Like, the different steps they Mm -hmm. take to get there and, like, it was a fun because you get these action scenes but they seemed way less realistic Mm -hmm. well there was moments within the jurassic uh universe like the whole thing where they were i don't remember where they were like the the black market area of the the movie where they had all that like you know sad stuff happening like you know like dog fighting with dinosaurs and stuff really sad stuff Mm -hmm. um that whole moment felt to me like with the the motorcycle chase that we see Mm -hmm. in the trailer like yeah that felt like a, like a Mission Impossible yes. kind of James Bond kind of thing. <laughs> yes. And like it was different, but like I didn't hate it. It just yeah. felt like a little out of place. It, but yeah, um, I did like the character. Uh, was it Kayla Watts? Mm-hmm. Was that the yeah the pilot? Yeah, yeah the pilot character. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked her character. I think that she was kind of a she was more of the I guess the sassy quippy character than mm-hmm. than uh chris pratt was in this one that's true he was a little bit more little tame bit, he's more of like a serious it felt like demeanor. she was a little bit more like that clever girl sarcastic yeah yeah um and also did you get heavy um tailspin vibes from her plane <laughs> absolutely i was just waiting for her co-pilot to be blue <laughs> yeah it's blue, right? Blue, yeah. Blue, right? He's yeah. the pilot. I think so. Yeah. Of Tailspin. I think. Or is so. it a different bear? Fuck if I know. I mean, it. It seems like it would be him. Now I gotta find out. Yeah. Anyway. All I could think of was Tailspin yeah. with that plane. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I do feel like the concept of the place that they all go and all most of the stuff in this movie happens um, was really cool. Um, and I really wanted more like logistics of the layout of like tunnels and whatnot. And like, I just, mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting to consider like how something like that would work. Obviously we're not anywhere near something like that in real life, but I think yeah. it, the, I was just caught up in the theoretical design of such, <laughs> such an area. Um, and I feel like the, the dinosaurs, even though some of the new dinosaurs were like a little bit crazy um, for the most part, I think I, I really enjoyed the, the all of the various dinosaur experiences. They had some fun dinosaurs. Like yeah. I, I can't remember the name of the one, but the the one that had like <laughs> the, the one that the, was fucking Freddy Krueger or whatever. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Edward Scissorsaur. Edward Scissorsaur. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that was an interesting. You know, I recognize that dinosaur from other stuff that I watched, but like I was it blind. No. Is it supposed to have bad sight? It didn't really get the whole... It was like a sloth, but like... It felt like it couldn't see things, but then like it, it wasn't using sound to hunt. It just felt very confusing. And like it... That dinosaur felt like it was only there t- for a certain purpose. Oh, yeah. And that kind of killed it for me. Oh, okay. It was a plot device. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there is an they have uh, action figures at Target. I just found out. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're very 
I don't know what the details are on why it was the way it was, but I thought it was just interesting to see something different instead yeah. of just going with bigger, badder, what is it, bigger, mm-hmm. faster, more teeth. Yeah, instead of like that, that, they got a little bit more creative with it. Mm-hmm. At least initially. I just, I, I loved Jurassic World's commentary on the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think that it was brilliant. I think they were telling the audience... We're doing this because this is what you as an audience expects and what you want. And like, I think that they played that really well into the story and the plot of, you know, nostalgia of these dinosaurs versus like entertaining masses. And it had, you know, it just had a lot of messages of corporate greed Mm -hmm. and ignorance. And I just, I think it was a great first movie. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was really good. I feel like with this movie, I've got some of those same, like, corporate greed, like, messages. Um, It just felt very um, Umbrella Corporation, I guess, to me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, where's the end game here? If everybody's got to be, like, struggling in the world, like, what's the point of this? But that wasn't. There was a key thing that they mentioned that was important to that, but I don't want to give it away because it's spoilery. Okay. Um, it just kind of it made me want to go um, buy like some heirloom seeds to keep in like a storage somewhere just in case, you know. Like yeah. it's a I don't know. It's a little bit. It's obviously commentary on where society could go, regardless of dinosaurs or not. You know, yeah. Like so I, just in general, overpopulation, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I got that. It yeah. just, I don't know. It just seemed like a huge miss as far as what they could have done. The potential was so strong. Like I'm probably gonna get crap for saying this. I feel like the Lost World had a better dinosaur in the world in the in civilization mm-hmm. moment than this movie has done. Really. Okay. But I also like that movie. Yeah, I know you people do. think it's one of the worst. I think it's just as good. I mean, it's better than Jurassic Park 3, let's say that. Obviously, it's not better than Jurassic Park, but it's yeah. it's a good movie. And I will stand behind that. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'll support you in that. Thanks. <laughs> You'll stand behind me. Yes. Standing behind that. Yes. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so for me, I really enjoyed it. I think there was obviously some problems with it, but for overall, I'd say it was a large slice it because um, dinosaurs, you know, the graphics were good. That's pretty much what I'm here for, for these types of movies. So I wasn't really expecting to be blown away with the plot or anything. So I, uh, I'm going to large slice it. Okay. I'm going to be honest. What? I'm between a burn it and a small slice. Wow. That bad, huh? Like like I said, I, I will relive some of these moments in the movie, but I'm not going to watch the fucking movie as a whole. Oh, okay. It's just so... I don't know how to explain it. It's just... It's missing stuff. It's just... It's not complete to me. It feels like they just didn't know where they were going with this. Um, I guess I'll say small slice just because I would watch, like, certain scenes and stuff. And, and I had fun with certain moments of the movie. And I did have... Some kind of emotion brought out with certain moments of the movie. Yeah. 
and I did have nostalgic moments at times, but like overall, I was very lost on why they chose to do what they did with some of these characters in in the plot. So I'm sad to say I was really looking forward to this. Even when there was like critic reviews, I I think I commented on uh, like a social media thing. Like I hope that I am in the minority on this yeah. movie because I don't want to think that it sucked. Because the, the reviews were not good as far as critics. And I mm-hmm. kind of figured the audience score would be opposite. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't even looked at that. I haven't looked at but it either. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's close. I'm kind of surprised. I feel like it might not be opposite since even you are not a big fan. So, bummer for them. I mean, I love Jurassic Park and stuff still. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to like hate the franchise. I, yeah, it didn't I'm still going to revisit all these movies. It's just yeah. this one felt like... The Jurassic Park 3 of this franchise. Okay. Well. Which also had good moments, but. Yeah. Shit plot. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) A big pile of shit. Yeah. It's like they used chaos theory when they made this movie. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, um, this is a long episode. We are going to probably do gaming separately as Mm -hmm. something else. So. Look forward to that. We have a lot on it, so it's probably going to take another hour or two just for that stuff. Yeah, we got a lot of news on that. Um, We will not be back next week, but we will have the gaming probably in place of that. So we'll have that put up probably this weekend um, as our episode, I guess, for this week. Yeah. But um, otherwise, look forward to a regular episode the following week. Mm -hmm. And congratulations again to the winners of our contest. For those Step Marvel movies. Yeah. And we'll be contacting you guys directly to get your prize. Thanks everyone for listening. If you're enjoying the show, check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTF Pod or follow us on Instagram, Dissect, uh, Dissecting This Fiction. Um, you can also check out our website, DTFCast.com, for a listing of all of our episodes. And please, while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast um, on your favorite podcast service or ideally on Apple Podcasts or iTunes if you have one of those since they seem to get us more traffic. We would even appreciate direct feedback if you want to send us an email and you don't want to post anything publicly or something. That would be great. We're just trying to improve our show so that everybody's happy with what they're listening to. We're we're the best podcast that... You don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By you, we mean people besides, besides you. Besides you that are that's currently listening. The other you. Yeah. Or the unheard. Heroes. Heroes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. That's it for episode 120 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye-bye.